Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. As entrepreneurs, we sometimes think about selling our business. My guest today has actually bought and sold her business. She bought the business from her dad and then she sold it to someone else several years later. We're going to talk about how that went down, what she considered, the experts she used along the way, and how she has transitioned into a new business that takes advantage of all her unique abilities. See you soon. This is The Real Bottom Line where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. My guest today is Antia Mumby, and she is the president, CEO, founder of Dream Team Consulting. Welcome. Hey, Wendy. Great to be here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. You have quite a journey. Um, I think that some people are going to relate to or aspire to uh, as, as owners of businesses. So let's go back in time to your 13 years old. <laughs> and let's talk about your dad had a business that you started working in. Tell me about what was it like to work for your dad? Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, he was always a great storyteller. So I always enjoyed listening to his conversations on the phone. And um, yeah, we just had a great connection together and lots of fun. And I said to him one day, uh, and I was still, I think I wasn't even in university yet. But I yeah. said, you know, dad, like, you're sitting on a gold mine here. I don't know that you realize this, but you're actually sitting on a gold mine of opportunity here. And I would like to be part of that. And I'd like to help you grow that and capitalize on um, what you're creating, which was quite unique at the time back in 1975. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that business was in the property and casualty business. Was that what it was at? Is that the only vertical it was kind of in when you started with it? Actually, it started the other other way around. So my dad was from the UK and he had started there as a life insurance advisor, right? Okay. So he was actually on his bike, biking around to um, small uh, towns in England and he developed a niche there and it was working with the police. Um, uh, you know, so they're sitting there at night and people are, you know, what are they doing? But they're waiting for somebody to come in and sell them some life insurance. So, so, so when he came to Canada, he had worked on the corporate side for a little bit of time, um, still life insurance, but he really wanted to get back to being um, an entrepreneur working uh, directly with clients. And uh, he started to do that and grow that. And he was into the affinity, uh, the niche marketing, which was, he was, he was a trailblazer, Wendy, like nobody was doing this back in 75. Yep. And he created insurance programs around um, life insurance. And the property and casualty came later on when someone asked him, could he offer property and casualty insurance products? And he said, yes. 
and he didn't even know what's it required. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so and so true of a lot of entrepreneurs. You want what? For sure, I can get you that. Now, how am I going to do it? So that's awesome. And yeah. just for our listeners, property and casualty is that type of insurance. It's mostly car and house insurance type things. And it's it, the property and casualty or PNC, as we might call it. It's kind of an industry term. Yes, it is. Awesome. Yes. So have you ever worked anywhere else? Oh, I did through um, high school and, you know, university, just I did uh, waitressing, retail, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I came to the realization that I was unemployable. (laughs) (laughs) What what were some of the stresses and strains you faced as being a daughter of the business owner and working in the business? Mm, Were there some things that other staff showed or like, what were some of the challenges you, you saw along the way? because you were related to the owner. Yes, yes. Well, um, at times I felt that maybe there was a feeling of um, some, that I was being treated differently by okay. by my dad. And I made sure that, you know, I really made a conscious effort for that not to be the case, that um, the team knew like I was in there doing everything, that I knew every job in that brokerage, even as you know, I up-leveled and I, you know, I got my license, insurance license and started taking on more responsibility that there was not a feeling that, you know, Anthea is being kind of the, the golden child here in, in this business. Um, so that was always really, really important to me that there wasn't any sort of sense. That's awesome. Yeah. And so there comes a time your dad wanted to retire. Um, what was there anything that you guys did in the years leading up to that, up that, that point in time where he was ready to walk away to prepare yourselves? What were some of the things you did? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it was, um, the one side that we needed to take care of was, as I said before, um, the life insurance side was always more of my dad's expertise. And, and he really had that part handled well. And I kind of took over the property and casualty side of things. And at one point I was dual license that I could sell and service both products, but um, I had my daughter and I was, I felt like this was too much um, that I didn't feel I could excel in both areas as an independent insurance broker where you need to know all these markets. You have, there's a lot of knowledge. So I, um, we realized that we were going to need a succession plan for my father on the life insurance side of things. And we would need to get strategic about um, bringing in the right who to handle that piece. Mm. And um, yeah, so we had some hit and misses there and long story, I won't get into today, but um, ultimately it ended up that my husband came into the business and became the succession plan for my dad on the life insurance uh, book of business. And I focused on property casualty and working with national associations across Canada with um, helping their their members and the relationships there and and growing the portfolio of, of business over time. Okay, so you looked for distinct skill sets to make sure that the skills that your dad had were going to be covered. Did you do anything in terms of business structure, in terms of other things or other skills that you may have gone out and acquired prior to that happening? Absolutely. So when I started working with my dad, it was just the two of us, right? And we needed to grow the team. We needed team members. 
And that wasn't something that my dad really had, um, you know, he had done the corporate side of things and he did have people reporting to him, but it was a different dynamic being an entrepreneur with his own business. So there was a gap there in terms of, you know, the team and growing the right, right fit team and right fit team members and accountability and structure, all of that. That was something that I needed to um, learn because, you know, at the, at the most, I think we had 15 members on our team. So that was something that um, I, I needed to embrace along the way. That's awesome. Okay. So comes the time your dad's ready to leave. How did you guys negotiate the sale? How was it valued? How did you guys figure that out? Yeah. So in the insurance um, area, there was an expert who really understood uh, the brokerage uh, world and the space. And, you know, you mentioned his name in the industry and and people knew that he was the right person to go to. Yeah. And uh, certainly not the most inexpensive option out there. Uh, but definitely uh, had the the most wisdom and really was able to kind of, you know, um, be that, you know, neutral person, if you will, throughout the process and staying objective. And this is what the, you know, there's what you think your business is worth. And then there's what your business is really worth. Uh And, um, and making sure that everything was going to be, um, you know, equitable and, that uh you know we we would structure things properly to uh to set set it up for success over time fascinating i love it and so uh in the green room you said you paid full market was there was that always the um thought going in or was there ever you know with non-arm's length transition transitions in sales sometimes there's a lot that comes to play with that Yeah, yeah, it definitely was like for me, I knew that this was going to be the retirement for for my parents. So I wanted them to have the right, like a good nest egg and reap the rewards of of the, um, you know, what they had done, what they had created. And I also had enough confidence in my own entrepreneurial, my skills that I, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't challenging at times because it, it sure was. Um, but I felt like, okay, there's, you know, um, let's, let's make this like, uh, give them, give them what the, the business is worth and I will figure it out from there and I will, I will grow in. And I did, I grew, you know, 10 times, 10 times the revenues from when I first joined. So yeah. That's amazing. How did you finance that purchase? Was there any vendor take back? Was there, how did, uh, did you have to go to the bank? Yes, I did. And <laughs> I had to I did, and signed in blood. And, you know, like it was, you know, and we, I was pretty young at the time. I was in my, what would I have been, uh, early 30s. Yeah. So, and a new mom. And, you know, I had been married for a few years. So, um, yes, it was a lot of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, but yeah, yeah it just came back to kind of that, um, yeah, just confidence that it it would work out over time. Where do you think that confidence came from? You know, we hear a lot of times, especially with our gender, that we don't know, we're not always the most confident individuals. Where do you think it came from for you? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of inherent. It It's just, uh, it's kind of baked into me. It's kind of the way I showed up. And yeah. 
you know, um, maybe it's the red hair or the Scorpio. <laughs> I so you don't know for sure. Well, and I suspect part of it was, is that, hey, you knew this industry back and forwards and yeah. always yeah, to Sundays. And so there wasn't yeah. much that could happen that you weren't, that you didn't already know about. Yes, exactly. exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And now we flash forward and it comes a time where you get an exit and you, it, it went differently because your daughter isn't in the business. No. So how did that come about? Did someone come to see you? Did you go to see them? How did you know it was the right time? Yes. So um, I had done, as you said, my daughter was definitely not going to be part of the succession plan. She's she's off on her new career. And so I really started reflecting and I took some time to contemplate and look at the future and, and where did, you know, where what did the future look like for me and what did my vision look like? And uh, and what did our vision look like? Because of course my spouse was involved in this business right. as well. Like all of our money, all of our household income was coming from one business. So yep. that was pretty, you know, at times like, oh my goodness, we couldn't, we couldn't say I'm working out of the house or somewhere else and we got that. No, we had to make it work. So anyway, it uh yeah, it was through a series of us discussing and talking about um, you know, where did we see things going? What did we want to do? What were um some of the indicators that we felt were um signs, signposts that it yes. was time to to look at that. And then we basically, it was interesting, we went back to the same uh consultant, the same advisor that we had oh, used. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yes, 20, whatever it was, uh, you know, 15 years previously, and said, hey. We're, we're ready to start looking uh, for an acquisition. And um, I didn't want to go through the whole auction process and like all of that stuff. I uh, basically said, like, let's shortlist here and, and uh, determine best fit. And because this person had worked with us over all the years, they had a good sense of who mm. we were and what our culture was and our client base and how our client base would be viewed as an asset for a potential purchaser. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of who we hired and kind of kept working from there. Your business is making a profit. You're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. What do you think the top signpost was for you? Like what was, was, you know, if you were to like, okay, there was these, these, these things were true, therefore mm -hmm. I'm ready to sell. What was the top one? Mm, it just came back to the freedom, the freedom of time, yep. right? Freedom was one of my top values, personal values. Mm -hmm. And I wanted freedom of time and the freedom to go to this next business that I've created. And I created this prior to selling that business. Like it was all, I was already, already. doing events. Yeah, starting, starting to talk about it. And so, yeah, I, I just was very clear on wanting to create more, um, more freedom. In, Did you have uh, to do an earnout period? You know, yeah. where you work for a period of time and help yeah. with the transition? How long was that? A year. 
Okay, that's pretty standard, I believe. Yeah, yeah cool. And it depends on the deal, but yes. And so did the same consultant help with the pricing and all that pieces? And he kind of acted as matchmaker, but did he also help with the negotiations again? Yes, yes, exactly. So some of them, I mean, we did a lot of our own uh, negotiations and mm-hmm. my, par- my partner, my spousepreneur is very good in negotiating. And also I didn't, dis- I discovered this unique talent of his was reading legal documents and picking them apart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the details on those things oh goodness and he would be reading them until you know wee hours of the night and I would say oh you know I I just can't do this anymore there was so much but yeah uh, he was very good at that so that's awesome that is a skill set it is yes Yes. and now you're you've come back out on of that so you finish your your earn out everything's all good you're completely you are completely separated out of that business now it's a, it's often you set it off to school all by itself. So <laughs> now yes. you're starting your own thing. Yes. Tell me how you decided what to do. Oh, great question. I looked at my, what I'm good at, right. my, my skills. I looked at where I have invested heavily um, and you'll, you'll get this as a, as a wealth expert, Wendy is I looked at the fact I'd invested over 250,000 of money into my own entrepreneurial skills and knowledge and coaching and buying them in my business. And I looked at the fact that I had a background in disruption from the insurance world. Mm. And that I was telling what disruption means. I'm sorry. What does disruption mean, please? Yeah. Yeah. Disruption means dealing with the unexpected, um, that something happens in a business that was not part of your strategic plan. And and it's it's uh, usually not a good uh, thing. I mean, uh, disruption in the terms of something that's kind of making you're going to lose sleep at night as a business right. owner this is going to sleep make you lose sleep at night and that could be so many different things like a key person leaving a key client leaving something happening technology wise yes. so there's a yeah. lot of different ways that happens so yeah you knew you were good at that i want to just talk and then we'll go again about the value of that coaching and that training you took mm. i think sometimes as entrepreneurs, that there's sometimes a lone wolf mentality in the, I'm just going to do it. I'll figure it out versus coaching. Can you Mm -hmm. see, or could you see in your business, um, the difference in results when you started working with coaches? And and can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So even though we were a family business where it was my husband and myself, and you would think, oh, okay, you've got each other and you can solve everything together. No, absolutely not the case at all, right? It was as soon as I started investing in the coaching and the masterminds that I, um, and, and, you know, and sitting around the table with other, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and getting out of my own head and getting wisdom or even some of them were so willing they would share their swipe files uh with me the marketing stuff and that's when I really it was like that big leap in the business to um you know to my confidence and in terms of our business results 
So yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I think the other word I want to add is different perspectives. Um, that is what I found from my coaching journey. And I can't imagine that I'd be where I am without it. So true. And so you've taken that quarter of a million dollars you've invested plus the time, plus the blood, sweat and tears. And now you've started dream team consulting. Yeah. So tell me what the focus is there and why should I, as an entrepreneur care about that? Mm. Well, the focus is on that um, disruption piece, meaning Mm -hmm. that, you know, rugged individual entrepreneur that's just had something unexpected happen, or maybe a series of events that have led to a point where they feel like, I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can keep my doors open. This is taking a real impact, negative impact on my health and my wellness. My family doesn't want to talk to me anymore because I'm just, you know, so tied up in the business, um, whatever that disruption is. And because and, I've, I've been getting these calls for years, right? right. And, and, and so, and that was where I realized like, okay, there is always going to be um, some kind of, not always, but often some kind of disruption taking place in a business. So this is where I can help them through uh, that period that they're not alone. And, yeah. you know, and give them some perspective and some wisdom and take some of the nuggets that I've learned over time and applied in my business. And, and it doesn't have to be the same type of business. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's certain concepts, they, they're relevant. They're universal. Yeah, yeah. It feels like, uh, so when I listen to you talk about the person who's been through some disruptions, it feels like they're probably tired, they're probably overwhelmed, and they feel very alone. Yeah. Okay. So, and part of, I think, what you do is, so you give them uh, that perspective, and they're not alone, they feel on alone all of a sudden, because they know you probably have a ton of stories of people who've been through something similar, and they can probably see themselves in the stories. But I would also suspect that you're helping them set up systems Mm -hmm. and processes that would help mitigate or make it less disruptive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and where I like to finish, you know, the, because I'm a consultant, so I, I tend to work in, you know, shorter term projects, but where I like to finish the project is with the vision piece mm. where we've, I've helped them craft a compelling three-year vision and that's going to help them keep moving through more effectively um, growing their business and, and having this support by sharing that vision with others, having other people say, I love what you're creating. I want to be a part of that. How can I contribute? Whether it's internal team members or external advisors. It feels like you're developing a North Star, like a a kind of a direction you're heading into. What comes up for me on that side is it feels like it would give me a really good set of criteria to know, oh, does this fit with my vision or not? Because sometimes I feel like as an entrepreneur, the shiny blingy things slash squirrels, they're everywhere and they all look so good. They do. Right? So yeah. Do you think, is that what one of the things a good vision does is allows yes. you to figure out which ones you want to bring in house and the other ones you want to let go? Absolutely. Absolutely. It keeps you on track and it helps you with the, making effective decisions around the vision. And 
that can help your team as well to help um, empower you and maybe even sometimes say, you know what, like this doesn't necessarily, um, this decision we're making doesn't really feel aligned with the vision that we're working towards. So, you know, maybe want to like reassess that or re rethink that because we know entrepreneurs often tend to be, as you said, squirrely or, um, you know, we like to move and move quickly sometimes. So sometimes it's good to have that team member who will say, hmm, you know, I'm not sure this is fully on side with the, with the vision. How do you coach entrepreneurs to build a team where somebody Number, number one, they communicate effectively the vision, but also empower that person to be the brakes. How do you do that? Yes, yes. Well, it's so, it's really important, first of all, for me to listen to them and understand their style and their skills and, you know, to to not, to have some um, wisdom that I can share and tools but also to help them uncover their style and then help them set that up, that those conversations up with their team based on having that awareness. Yeah. Sometimes we forget, we forget, you know, what, who we are and where our skills are. So having someone reminding someone sometimes, or maybe some of the tools are new to them and they haven't used them previously. So. Right. Um, okay. So what haven't I asked you about this disruption piece that you think that the entrepreneurs need to know? Oh, goodness. Um, that you should never, I always use the the terminology of, you know, riding the waves of business successfully. Yeah. And one is always, uh, and I think we've touched on that is, you know, never surf alone. So mm. having that community having people that are wanting to be part of what you're creating um, is, is really, really important. And I mean, for me, like, you know, two years ago, October 1st, I had thousands of clients yeah. as of, as of now approaching October 1st, 2022, I'm, I'm down to, you know, starting over in a sense. And for me, having had a community has been and nurturing that community and building that that's been what saved you know a big part of what's helped me because it was a pretty big shift to go from from that to no kidding. <laughs> you know what yeah. and before we leave today maybe you could comment on some of the things you learned because really so much of your life was in building that business and you were and you sold it and you're still in it and you're still in it to win it for a year and then you're done did, what, you know, and having something to go to was probably one of your strategies. Did you have any other strategies to help bridge that big seismic change? Yes, yes. So the other was realizing that, you know, this had been my baby, like this had been my, you know, second child, if you will, and for, for decades, yeah. right? So handing that over and then, um, kind of stepping back and saying, you know, that somebody else has got that baby now and they're going to carry that forward. Um, that was quite a challenge for me. And because I had so much of my heart and soul in that business. So, and those clients, so really saying, okay, like, you know, detach from that and move forward into, into a more, you know, I talk about vision all the time. Well, what's the future vision and what's the impact of that? So kind of moving to, into that place was, 
has been really, really important for me as uh, moving into this next chapter. What is the most rewarding part about working with entrepreneurs on their mission and vision? Oh, when I have completed the vision with somebody, gone through that whole, you know, um, discussion and help them, and they look at me and they just, they're just like, they're lit up and they're happy and they're, and their stress level, like I can see it. It's just like the weight of the world has come off their shoulders because now they feel like they've been heard and they have something really powerful that's going to be, um, you know, shared with others and that they know I'm always, I may not actively be working with them anymore, but I'm always on the team in the sense that I'm genuinely, I genuinely want to see them succeed with, with the vision that they've created. Oh, amazing. I I know exactly what you're saying. I I always say the juice I get is from the transformation, not the check. Yes. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) Um, Okay. How do people get a hold of Anthea? Okay. So um, if um, anyone is interested in getting the um, little uh, booklet I've created, the guide I've created, that talks a little bit about the concept of riding the waves through disruption, they can go to ridethewavesguide.ca. And otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn. Website is dreamteamconsulting.ca. So yeah, and I have an unusual name, so it's not hard to find me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for your time, Anthea. And I want to say the real bottom line here today is you need to get the tools to ride the wave. Wow, there was just so much learning in this episode. Do you want more? I have a special offer for The Right Entrepreneur, a complimentary one-on-one coaching session that is all about you, your business, and your goals so that you can accelerate your business and start to accelerate the growth of your network. Head over to wealthcoachwithwendy.com. There you will find a letter that kind of outlines all the details of this offer and also an application form. We have an application form because there's such a limited number of of slots that we're opening up for this that we want to make sure that the people that um, uh, do are successful in getting the slot, we can make the biggest difference with. So head over to wealthcoachingwithwendy.com and apply today. Thanks.